And uh, I remember, it sticks in my head, I remember us coming into this building and uh, this burning eyes of kids. And I couldn't understand why are they so happy. And uh, later I just understood that they are so happy to know that there are people in the universe who are who remember them, who are here to care for them. And I just understood that while someone is uh, upset that they are not getting the right present on the birthday, someone is just happy to be remembered that someone actually knows about them, someone cares. So I think we should look at life more easier, just enjoy the moments we have and live our life like it's the one we have. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018, to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 160 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel at Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover 
and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So, let's begin. My guest today is Yevhenia Kolomoits. Yevhenia is an Access Program alumna and a Flex Program semi-finalist from Lysychansk in Luhansk region. She worked in the Project Zero Waste School as part of the initiatives of the active group in her school, and she is the head editor at the newspaper of her high school. She participated in many events, including Press Record Forum, Summer Media School by Ukrainian Press Academy, From Country to Ukraine, and the Lysychansk Sword project sponsored by UNICEF. Yehemia also presented her work to the Junior Academy of Sciences in Ukraine as she was a member for a few years, and she is an accomplished musician graduating from music school this year. Her goal is to make her town, her city, her place, her region, and Ukraine better. Yevhenia, how are you today? Hi, I am great. Thank you. And to begin this with a conversation about you that would be, was there like an experience in your life that made you become the active girl that you are today? Um, I always heard people saying that we're just humans. We can't change anything. We don't have any power to change something. But um, in my school, uh, it's a very active school. And one day my teacher, uh, she proposed me to take part in a project. Uh, it was Lysychansk Sartuya. Uh, it was an eco project uh, to make Lysychansk people more aware about ecology. And after participating, I actually saw that even me as a human, I'm just a human, I'm not someone special. And I could do something. And I understood that it is possible. And this is how I started. And I think I actually have great myself since then. I love that. So in many ways, your environment was positive and encouraging being an active person. And that gave you a taste of the effects and the results and the experience, correct? Yes, exactly. And when you really want to feel alive and want to enjoy the moment and forget all troubles, all goals, and just feel great, is it music or another activity that really recharges you? Oh, it's, it is music sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's TV shows with a cup of coffee and a bar of chocolate. Sometimes it's um, a walk with my friends. But I guess I mostly stay with music. No, I want to begin with the TV series <laughs> and the bar of chocolate and the coffee. First, do you have recently a TV series that you really enjoy or one a TV series which is your for all times favorite? Um, it was the first TV show I started watching as a as really watch, not just watch one, one episode and forget. It is weird, but it was uh, The Walking Dead. And watching it right now, um, I don't know, this show actually gave me the comfort I want to have. Really? Yeah. Tell me two things. What about The Walking Dead 
gives you the comfort that you want. And is there a character there that you feel is similar to you? Or is it something else about that show that fascinates you? Um, it just, uh, it's a show about world which doesn't have uh, a great future as it was thought at first. And it is uh, really fascinating to see how people went through a lot, went through different situations when they were mostly in the age, at the age they were about to die. And they are still uh, believe that they have hope, that they have a great future and they go for it. It's actually really inspiring that. And I watched this show and, and think about, well, these people have uh, walking dads around their houses and they still believe in future. Why can't we just uh, enjoy our life and uh, do best? Uh, Thank you. And to understand you correctly, because there is something not clear to me, is it you that you feel more grateful for every day, no matter what now, and you try to remember that because the people in The Walking Dead have such dire and extremely horrible circumstances and they still live? Or is it other people around you, maybe in your town or region, who you think are a bit helpless or they're not so active? And therefore, you think, wow, if people in the world of the walking dead can have hope and they can try to create a better future, why can't my people too? So is it personal about you becoming more grateful for everything? Or is it about trying to make the environment around you have more hope and optimism and activism? I think it's both because my my town has this kind of energy of hopelessness, I guess, and it actually gave up this vibe to all citizens of it. So I think uh, it's both work. It works both for me and for my town. Thank you. Well, we will return, but I want to speak about music. Okay. What about music is something that you really love? One favorite activity piece, instrument, moment, something that really lights your passion up, gives you fire in your eyes, and it's like, wow. Uh, I love music because it's a great way to express your emotions. It's um, the way when you don't need to say anything, you can just play. I think it's uh, even more than words. That's what uh, music was actually uh, special for me. Uh, back then when I started playing music instrument and uh, when I'm still playing. Really? So it's about expressing your emotions? And tell me, is it about expressing them in general? It means you can really enjoy it doing it alone? Or is it even better when there are people listening, being impacted, and their emotions moving because of your emotions? Uh, I think I like mostly alone. Because uh, uh, um, I like to be with myself, and playing music it just uh, somehow helps me to understand myself better, how I feel right now, and um, to cope with emotions. Thank you. And when you understand yourself better and how you feel, why is that meaningful or important for you? Um, because when I know what I feel, I can deal with this and go for new projects and new goals in my life great so could we say that that music 
helps you understand yourself, cope with emotions, which inspires you for future goals, future projects, future impacts. So music could be an inspiration or a motivation, not only an express expression of emotions. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And tell me about walking with friends, because that is different from music alone. It seems like you prefer music alone, but walks with people. And I'm sure maybe The Walking Dead, you like that chocolate bar alone, or I don't know, maybe you like to share it with everyone. <laughs> but about the walks, what makes, why is it special? What do you like about it? What is like some favorite moment when it comes to walking? And is it really important and necessary to have friends or people with you? Um, no, it's not necessary to have people with me. And actually, with people, it happens really rare. Um, it just uh, feels another way. Uh, by the way, I am turning my headphones, turning music, and just go around the town. It is really inspiring as well. But sometimes I walk with my friends. Uh, it's just a great time having chats uh, with... Um, for example, my friend about The Walking Dead new episode, just uh, talking about things that happen. Yes. And are you more of an introverted girl? Yes, I'm mostly introverted. Really nice. But how was the pandemic to you? Did you like distance learning, time alone, and you thought, wow, this is such an enriching period, an opportunity for me to grow, and it was great? Or you thought, okay, I like being alone, but this is too much loneliness. I want more. Or how was it for you? Uh, the fact is, I wasn't alone, as my parents are teachers. And uh, when my school went on distance studying, they went uh, on distance working with me. So I wasn't alone all this time. So uh, wow. this, this is the, pro the reason why I don't like the pandemic. I understand. I remember there was a child... And early in the pandemic, when they were trying to open schools, and he said, he was small, maybe like seven years old or six, and he said, please open school. I cannot stay one more day with my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> that reminded me of what you said. What does it mean for you to be an introvert? And do you like being an introvert, or do you wish you were extroverted? Um there was a period in my life when I wished I was more extroverted. Like, uh, people didn't understand how I can like being alone while everyone is having fun on streets. But with time, I just understood that this is something I'm special for. And right now, I just like it. Because being special is great. Tell me more. Why is it important for you to feel special and did it help you like when you play your music or when you do your projects, you try to find a way to make it your own and special? Um, I think it is very important to feel yourself special, to feel yourself uh, uh, improving yourself, to find new emotions, to feel something new. I just, uh, I can't live with this without this. This is like the part of my life. And I'm not even thinking about this right now. It's just something that is like a reflect to me. Thank you. Well, I'm an introvert too. So I would like to understand what 
to you how can you combine wanting to be alone with wanting new emotions and new exciting feelings um well <laughs> is this really hard actually but i'm trying to find uh, some time to for example at least uh, listen to music for hours my, by myself and then uh, go and talk to people for all day yes it is actually really really exhausting to me but this is how life works thank you and another thing you said you love music and you are in music school and maybe you did some performances or not but do you have a memory related to music that really really lights you up and that you really like sometimes to think about or cherish um i remember my first concert uh it was maybe 4 years ago I was really worried that I'm going to mess up on the scene and people are going to hate me for this. But as I walked on the scene, I started to play and everything went well. And I just saw people liking it. And there was uh, this uh, little granny uh, in the first um, seat and she even yelled, perfect. This, is, this was the time when I actually believed in myself that I can play music well. It was really great for me to feel. And now I'm just remembering this with warm smile as I'm graduating music school this year and I'm not going to have these moments again. Unless you choose to. And that's fantastic. I remember there is a basketball player who said, if I don't feel like I'm going to throw up before I play, <laughs> I, I know I won't play well because I know as soon as I begin all that will end and it will become energy not nerves i don't know if you can relate to that but about music specifically do you let your emotions dictate the movements of your fingers and everything you do that allows you to transfer that emotion to others or do you focus as much as you can on the right technique and make your emotions more of the background, smaller part of the experience? Um, you know, when you come out on a scene, you are trying to focus on the technique, but this is impossible. You are trying as hard as you can, but you are feeling this emotion in the in this on the scene. You feel that you are worried. You feel that people are li are listening. That people are like that. People are, people are clapping, for example. And you can't uh, just focus on the technique. It's impossible, I think. Yes. So when the granny says "perfect," people are clapping, etc. It's almost as if there is the energy of the universe or something magical that is using your body to play great music and you're just watching in flow and amazed at what is happening as if you're also part of the audience but it's you who is doing it do you have an experience like that yes it's always happening it's just like you understand that everything is great and you just let it flow that's uh, the best uh, idea for someone who's worried and seen let it flow do you try to let life flow in other areas of your life or it seems to be more limited now to music that's why you return to it again and again and you wish you could just let it flow when it comes to everything else 
and never worry? Um, actually, no. I don't like people who flow, just let their life flow. Because um, there are so many opportunities to change uh, uh, your direction. And I don't like people who don't use it. It's more for music that is, um, counts. But I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't like to flow in my life, in my basic life, not in music. So in your life, you try to focus on technique. While in music, it's impossible, so you let it flow. Yes, I think it's balancing. As I can't focus on technique in music, I'm balancing on technique in life. Yes, and you balance in life on being alone and wanting new emotions, correct? Yes. And what does balance mean for you? For you personally, your own ideal way of balance, how would you describe the meaning of that? Mm, I feel balanced when I am calm, when everything I planned is going right, um, when nothing's like uh, out of plan is happening. This is uh, when I feel balanced. When nothing out of plan is happening. Yes. And you mentioned that in your town, there is a spirit of uh, helplessness, hopelessness, and apathy maybe. Yeah. Do you, do you try to change it or would you think in a more systems theory kind of way that we cannot evolve past our environment and we are whole ones in an environment that is impacting us more than we imagine? And the right thing is to go to uh, like Kiev or somewhere where the environment is more active, more hopeful, more dynamic so that you can grow or do you feel defiant like no i will change the minds of these people whether they like it or not <laughs> you know it's actually both sides because i understand that i would love to be in kiev when everyone is active when i can feel that this is my space but at the same time i understand that if if it's not me if it's not my friends then nobody will do this because it's something like what everyone is, is thinks, as I said, like, I'm just a human, I can't change anything. But actually, as you can't be alone, there are a lot of people who around you who think the same way. If you find them, you can do this. Great. So is it life, is life for you as an introvert, you prefer to have one or two people who are your people, who you connect with deeply? You feel very comfortable with this person. You feel deep in your soul connected to this person. Or would you like to be with like 20 really active people? You're changing the world as a dream team. It's never really too deep, but why not? Because you're changing the world. Which one sounds more interesting for you? And yes, that is a cruel question. Um, no, I would like to have a comfortable group of three, maybe, to save the world, not uh, the huge team. It's just like, more, it's more comfortable to rule them, I think, at first. And the second, yes, in my life, I have uh, three close friends. So it is uh, more better to have uh, less people, but more results. Yes, so you are the fantastic four, correct? Yeah. And as it comes to music, I have a friend, she's a musician, and she says that 
when she's gonna play something really wonderful she feels like this energy in her arms and this energy just needs to come out and it goes and she lets her hands play in that way and it's like wow and to you though you mentioned it's more about expressing emotions do you have a sign you notice in your emotions or in yourself that either tells you i need to play music or that tells you wow i'm gonna do something really magical now i can feel it um yeah it's actually music starts to play in my mind i can just sit and then some some catchy song in my head and i think oh my god i need to play this and do you sometimes like sing such a song and then people look at you weird like why is this girl <laughs> just <laughs> i'm always walking in the street with headphones and singing with my mouth and i saw people sometimes watching at me like oh my god are you crazy this is why i like wearing masks when i i can wear mask and no one will see this actually thank you and as an introvert yes you like the validation of the old lady telling you perfect and people clapping and reacting positively. But if you did something you liked that other people thought was weird, do you feel shy about that? Or do you have the mental strength to not care? And remember, I have three friends who love me. I don't need everyone to love me. I can be happy being myself. Um, I just understood one thing, that um, even if... Thousands of people will say that they believe in you, that you are great, you are strong, you can do this, and uh, you will not believe in yourself. Then all these thousands, thousands, hundreds of people, they won't matter. If you believe in yourself, um, it's uh, you can do anything. But uh, if you don't believe in yourself, of course, you are going to mess up because uh, this thing will come out when you won't need this. That's really cool. And do you believe in general, the general atmosphere and personality in Ukraine are people who believe in themselves? Or do you feel that it's rare and exceptional and those are the most active people, those who believe in themselves first before waiting for others to tell them that? I've met a lot of people who, are, who know what they have to do and doing what they and doing this and i think uh, ukrainian people are those who love themselves those who know what to do and those who are independent and strong i agree with you 100 percent. and what made you different though were you raised differently did your parents teach you something that is different from others what belief or ideas or thoughts do you have that many people in your town don't have, and those beliefs make you different? Um, I don't think my parents raised me some other way. It wasn't like this. But I think um, it's due to my early um, appearance on the internet. I started um, searching the net maybe when I was eight or nine. And... Um, I think I became more mature at young age and I started thinking differently as my uh, classmates, for example. And now it is seen. Me too. I remember I was once, it was summer vacation and people were sitting near the beach 
and it was like drinking tea and just enjoying the breeze of the night. And I looked around and I noticed as a teenager too, that wow, nobody is happy. I'm an introvert and an empath, so I can feel people's emotions a lot and their energy. And I thought, look, nobody here is happy. That's not the life I want. And then I looked deeper. I noticed everyone was acting in the way others expect them to act rather than what they truly desire. There was a lot of reactivity in people. And I said, no, I refuse to do that. I believe that if I follow my heart, what I believe is right, it is what will lead me to the spark that will give me happiness. And if I compromise that in order to get some good words from some people, maybe they will be okay, but I will hate myself. And we have a precious life that is too short. Even if it's long, it just feels short. So we should live it fully authentically, fully happily, and change the world with our existence. Did you have such an experience? Yes, I had such experience throughout all my life. I remember the first time something like this happened, maybe at first grade. I just uh, sat and thought about some life things while all my classmates were playing. And I couldn't understand why aren't they thinking like me? Why are they playing while they could have thought about maybe why the grass is green or something like this? And um, this thought is actually sticks to me still. I still have those moments. I really like that. And do you have structured time for thinking? Like, do you take a journal and you write your thoughts and think about them? Or when you play music, walk around the city, do you think about existential things or about your life? Or are they, like you said, every now and then, but you don't add moments of reflection to your day? Um, it mostly happens when I'm walking with my headphones. I don't write my thoughts because there are too much of them. There won't be enough uh, notebooks to write this, I guess. I like that. I had that too, and I still do, that I think so many thoughts that sometimes if I begin saying to someone, it's already like five thoughts ahead. And they get confused when I was much younger. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you need to understand this because I understand things so fast that I already speak 10 steps ahead. And the people are like, how, what? I, I? So now I understood that two things. I should say one thing only to people, <laughs> not more. <laughs> yes. And, and that I should structure it in a way that I explain why I think that because they won't understand it as fast as I can. Or even sometimes someone begins to say something and I already understood everything. But if I say that, they don't like it. They feel <laughs> frustrated. So I'm like, okay, tell me more, blah, blah, blah. Just because it's more productive than just jumping. But sometimes I think, why waste time? We should just go to the meat and go to the best part. But hey, you speak English very well. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, did you have experiences like what I, what I shared now, yes or no? And did you have a specific method of learning English that is different to others? Or are you just born a natural polyglot? Oh, I surely had those moments. And 
I didn't have any specific methods of learning. It just one time my parents decided to give me two extra classes and I liked this. Um, and I just saw how much, how many doors English opens. And it all started with watching TV shows in English. I started to watch TV shows. I started to listen to native speakers' voice. And I don't know how, but the words, they just stick to my head. And I remember them in one day, in a week, in a month. That's how it worked for me, I guess. I like it. I speak six languages and it happens to me too. I just drink the words or sometimes I might use a word for the first time. And I'm like, am I using it even correctly? A, lo- a while ago, like in writing or whatever. And then I think, I'm not really sure. And then I look in the dictionary and I find that I'm using it perfectly. And I'm like, how can I use it in the perfect context if I heard it only one time? But hey, some brains are born to learn languages. And to me, it's really about that if I go anywhere, I don't like feeling like a tourist or a stranger. To connect deeply, to understand the culture, the people, I believe that language and uh, the mastery of the native tongue is really primordial, as the French will say, <laughs> in order <laughs> necessary, critical, and very, very important in order to be immersed in any culture and to feel part of it. Because in many ways, it could be that I grew up feeling not truly understood by anyone. So I can choose whoever <laughs> I can be part of. I wasn't like, you know, born in a way where I will just say, oh, this is my team, I'll cheer for it, or just because. because I, I was different from everyone, and therefore everyone, the whole world to me is one big village, one big country. I don't see differences because it's all both very different and everyone is so unique and interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I had those moments when I couldn't find anyone to speak uh, in Russian or Ukrainian. So I started to speak in English with native speakers on Snapchat, on Instagram. And it helped me a lot as well, actually, to learn words, to learn American slang. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so to ask you, though, then about another thing. Some people, there are two camps of people. People who say social media is bad, it destroys people's self-esteem, it puts impossible standards of beauty for women, it corrupts people's minds with really stupid um, ideas of instant gratification and expecting a perfect life, etc. While other people, especially in Ukraine, they say the new generation is dynamic, open, and active specifically because of social media, because they saw so many um, videos on YouTube that are full of wisdom. They are at a young age, open to so many philosophies and life lessons that are great. They get to contact and meet with and engage in great projects because of it. So social media is a great enabler and the transformer of the future generations. Like I said, the two camps, One say social media is the greatest thing ever since fire. (laughs) Or other people say social media is just messing up our brain, turning us into dopamine junkies. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, You know, I was uh, in a history lesson today and my teacher said uh, that uh, 50 years ago, 
parents were shocked that their kids are watching television. And 100 year ago, years ago, parents were shocked that their kids are reading to books. So I think internet isn't so great. It, uh, it's just uh, as another stage of evolution of people. And actually, mm, I think everything that have, we have in our life, if we use it correctly, it gives us a great uh, result. If we use it without even thinking, of course, it's not going to give us anything good or something like this. For example, you can go to internet to just search on it for hours, or you can go and study. You can go to watch some interesting videos, um, interesting films. You can read books on the internet, or you can just, um, you know... Uh, read memes all day and doesn't not do anything good yes it's a tool it's like a knife you can use it to make something nice like carve a sculpture or to kill and it's the intention and the strategy rather than the tool which is to blame and therefore are you do you have a strategic thinking personality does your brain automatically think of all the future consequences of anything you do and plans come to you naturally and easily? Or is it something you have to actively work on? Oh, I always have uh, at least three outcome of every situation in my head. And I'm always thinking, oh, what am I going to do if this happened? Or what am I going to do if this happened? And uh, I, I just try to deal with this because it's uh, give me anxiety all the time. <laughs> No, it's very good. I am like that too. It's the um, architect personality type, which reminds me of a joke about, um, it's a sketch about a woman who went to a psychotherapist who was supposed to do really fast therapy. And he tells her, well, in 15 minutes, I will cure any problem you have, but you have to pay in advance and uh, give me, you know, the payment. So she's like, okay. How much? She's like 20 bucks. She said, okay, if I give it 15, can you make it faster? So he says, okay, I can. I will cure it in one sentence if you give me now 50 bucks. She agreed. She gave him. He said, there are no refunds. Tell me the problem. He said, oh, I have claustrophobia. Anytime I'm indoors, I feel like suffocating and it's horrible and it's destroying my life. So he says, okay, I will solve it all for you right now are you ready she said yes he said stop it so, <laughs> so you're like what what do you mean stop it so he said okay is that too short you want the longer version as she said yes he said stop it or i'll bury you alive in a box <laughs> and she was like what the hell what is this he said that's it we're done but you have a bit more time left would you like me to help you with something else she said I um, I wash my hand all the time. I'm afraid of germs. He said, me too. So that's not a problem. <laughs> that's why when you think about all the consequences, I said, me too. That's why it's not a problem. <laughs> because I also think, but it's really useful. Really, like planning things and not really prioritizing because I have personality where I'm curious about so many things. That I want to, I'm like reading seven books at the same time and doing so many things. And I'm like, no, you should focus on one, but it's too boring to focus on only one. I want it all. I want to learn 
about music and about like Carl Jung's archetypes and I want to learn about programming and I want to learn about astronaut training and it doesn't matter it's all exciting to me but it's not I life should be more about I don't know I think it's not cool to focus on only one thing for 10,000 hours but hey it's more exciting to just devour all the knowledge of humanity because my strength in strength finder it's learning do you have, tell me more about you i'm an architect personality type as well so i deeply understand what you just thought um it always happens to me uh i always um uh, thinking about others problem like this uh, like someone is telling me oh i have uh, for example i always thinking about bad things happening to me and i'm saying oh i have this as, as well it's fine and everyone is like looking at me it's not fine it's if you have this as well Yes, you're funny. I learned too that this is really what I learned about people. People don't like advice. They just come to vent. And yeah, if you yes, try to true. help them, they just feel not heard and they feel disappointed. And only when they reach rock bottom and they're like crying, oh, I need help. Only then they will listen <laughs> to advice. Otherwise, they'll be like, oh, cool. And then they go and do the same thing and don't learn. So I stopped trying because it's useless and I don't like useless things. Oh, I, I, about, I understand you yes, deeply thanks. because I have friends uh, writing to me. Oh my God, I can't understand math. What should I do? And I'm just saying, go read a book. Like it's going to help. And they said, no, I'm stupid. I can't go read a book. I said, just go read a book. This will happen to you. I just, I, I'm coping with this every day. Yes, I know. I understand you deeply. How about the future? At university, what kind of field are you interested in? Which university? Which I have uh, an understanding of which one, but people don't know. So which university are you planning to go? Why? And which field? Um, I really like uh, math. So I'm going to stick with programming. And I'm thinking about uh, Kiev Polytechnic University. I hope I can enter there. And if I will study hard, I will. I believe in this. Now you have the right personality for it. So <laughs> if you don't go there, they'll be missing out. Math, what is so interesting to you about mathematics? Math is so planned to me. Like there is an algorithm and you just use it to solve math problems. It's like math is something I would love to have in my life. I would love I would love my life to be like math. Just use formula and everything is fine. Oh, I love that. One of my top most favorite books, it's uh, called Algorithms to Live By, The Computer Science of Human Decisions. And the scientist Tom Griffith in it, he speaks about all the different algorithms that we can actually use in our daily life in different situations so that all the progress that has be, been made in computer science doesn't stay in computers, but we can use it to make all kinds of decisions in our life, even about like if you go to a restaurant multiple times and then one time the food is horrible, what is the algorithm to stop going there? Is it to give it one more chance to to not give it a chance to try not to go, etc. All kinds of cool stuff. I love that book. I use those algorithm rhythms as much as I can, and it's wonderful. Do you love books or audiobooks more since you're a musician? 
Um, I mostly don't have time to read books, but uh, I mostly like to read, not listen to books. Uh, I can't, I don't know why, but I can't focus on uh, uh, what is said in audio. And when I read, uh, I have my thoughts focused on the words carved on the paper. So it's more comfortable to me, I guess. Yes, me too. And so much so that if I read an audiobook or even a video or audio, although video is easier, I will transcribe it actually by <laughs> hand in order to immerse it. And even books, like some books that are so great, I will literally write it by hand. And it was one of my techniques to anyway, to master um, English and speaking it real, like writing in a way that is great is over years i have written 3000 pages from great books by hand one page every day and it's uh it's wonderful it's really really it's helpful a lot tell me about you as a person what is really your life story <laughs> what are your thoughts about your town i want to return to you like if you were to give a synopsis imagine you're in the walking dead they're introducing a new character named Yehenia, <laughs> they want to give a background story, what would they say in a short time to describe your personality, your background, and your attitude and mindset? Oh, I'm really bad at describing myself. Uh, well, I guess uh, I am trying to do things better. I am determined and uh, I know what to go for. Uh, well, <laughs> that's all I guess. I don't, I don't know what to say as I can't uh, really understand what kind of person I am. Yes. And that's the biggest problem or the meta bias of human beings is when you're inside the system, you cannot see it from outside. But anyway, about you, you said you want to change the world. What changes would you like to see in the universe, in the life and everything? in the number 42 and or i don't know if you understood that one that's what it's called do you know 42 uh no i guess okay there is a really cool famous book called the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy mm -hmm. and they went to the they created the smartest computer in the universe and then they asked that computer what is the meaning of life the universe and everything and it told them come back in 100 years I will give you the answer. And people were excited and they waited for a hundred years and they're like, finally, we'll understand the meaning of life. And then when it arrives, they had like a big festival and they went to that computer and they asked, do you have the answer? Computer said, yes, I have the definite answer to life, the universe and everything. And it gave them a paper and they were like excited. They're announcing it and they found in it 42. And they're like, oh, what, what does it mean? <laughs> we don't know. It's a satire science fiction uh, book, and it's really cool. And there is also a movie about it. Okay. Can you please give really good advice to people who are hopeless that you think will support and help them becoming more optimistic and more alive? Um, look around and uh, all the things that you see, there is all uh, 
precious. They are all great. And um, I had this experience on Access program. We did volunteering work at a kids shelter. We came to a kids shelter to have uh, like an English lesson for them. And uh, I remember it sticks in my head. I remember us coming into this building and uh, this burning eyes of kids. And I couldn't understand why are they so happy. And uh, later I just understood that they are so happy to know that there are people in the universe who are, who remember them, who are here to care for them. And I just understood that while someone is uh, upset that they are not getting the right present on the birthday, someone is just happy to be remembered that someone actually knows about them, someone cares. So I think we should look at life more easier, just enjoy the moments we have and live our life like it's the one we have. I agree with you. And can you share more about any projects either you're involved with or some projects you have in mind that you wish to create and be involved with? And if people want to discover more about them or to follow you, what are the best social media to do that? Oh, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. And uh, uh, I don't have any thoughts in my mind right now, I guess. But I think it's... um, more about uh, awareness of people in Lysychansk to raise some problems that are not actually talked about in our town. Like, uh, for example, ecology. We we already started, but I think it's never um, enough to talk about this here. And basic problems which are actually talked about in the whole world, like feminism, like, um, I don't know, like all this activistic uh, stuff, like uh, maybe supporting other people, like volunteering stuff, because people in Sichansk still uh, think volunteering is something really hard and really um, unusual. Thank you. I had Denis Ganza, who is from Kharkiv. What he said is actually he tries to promote the idea of egotistical patriotism where he says if we don't change our environment if you don't change your country nobody will but if you change it you will have a happier life so if you want a happier life instead of trying to live in another country looking for paradise make ukraine a paradise and that is why you should be involved in the political changes and in the ngo and non-profit projects But many people, he said in Kharkiv, they have this idea that if you're an activist, then you're weird (laughs) and that that, uh, things like that. Do you agree with him? Do you have such thoughts and experiences? Yes, this is absolutely what I have in my mind. I definitely agree with him. Thank you very much, Evhenia. It was a pleasure and really cool and very different, actually, to other interviews. And (laughs) I wish you an absolutely great day. And thank you again. Thanks.